0: Well, here we go, everybody. I believe this is the uh, Washington, D.C. and all the good people. This is the 20th episode. It's uh, Saturday, March 13th, 2021. And there's a, I started out with a few slides. I make those little slides, kind of give myself something to, to adhere to as we move along. Uh, and I started grabbing, and it'll probably be in the screen art so you can see it. I started grabbing some... Photos that kind of said a few words and uh, the basically the title of the slide would be something like lies that creep towards violence because we've heard a lot of um, um, Blaming things on the words or actions of others and sometimes even when they really don't line up very well and I, so I just went through and and I kind of looked did a little bit of internet search to uh, validate a few of these things uh, one of the first really powerful ones before uh, most of America was kind of paying attention to the tactics was there were good people on both sides. Uh, maybe just a few months ago, perhaps it was mid December, I watched a WTTW uh, Chicago area. Uh, you know, t- it was a broadcast digital channel. Uh, they had a special on, and it was the, this, I think it was a. N- NPR special and they still used that line there were good people on both sides uh, and I still hear people you'll still see that brought up nowadays 2021 um, totally taken out of context you have to be pretty ignorant to still believe that kind of thing uh, listen to the whole thing and you, you it becomes clear that that wasn't really the case but uh, some people don't let a good lie go uh, the other one Hands up! Don't shoot. Uh, go look up the Michael Brown, the DOJ's uh, eighty-three page report on that. There is uh, several good pages on how any of the uh, any of the testimony or you know the eyewitness testimony, none of the facts support that. Um, the other one, U.S. Capitol police officer struck in the head by fire extinguisher. Uh, okay, yeah, that was one. There is this rush to get the BS out into the media. The media has become a weapon. And it's it's one of those things you almost would love to stay away from the rest of your life, but once in a while you kind of come back because people kind of start asking, they they raise the they give you the one eyebrow raise when you say no, I haven't read about that. I want to read about that. Um, because after, how many lies can we can we tolerate? And they wonder why they piss people off. Here's a good one. January 6th was an armed insurrection. That's another good one. Uh, any anger directed at Congress at this point is well-deserved. They earned it. Uh, I, I'll get to a few more of their lies in a little bit, but there's so many of them. Uh, Nancy Pelosi and her tax cuts benefit Trump's crony friends, and Trump's stimulus checks are crumbs. Do you remember that? When he was trying to give out uh, $1,200, $1,400, dollars $1, to most people? And now she comes up late with this massive thing, you know, these other the other stimulus checks, and she says six hundred dollars is very significant. Uh, then there is Bernie, the health care Republican health care bill will kill thousands of Americans. Uh, okay, and it almost got Steve Scalise killed. Um, Tamir Rice was playing with a toy gun. Well, several states consider a pellet gun to be a, a Standard conventional type weapon, and you will be tried as though you try bringing one into a bank. Raychar Brooks was killed for simply resting in a Wendy's drive-through while intoxicated, on COVID prison release, and he punched a cop. Okay, Michael Brown was a gentle giant, right? Ahmad Arbery's only crime was jogging through a white neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Go look at that up. You know, in in just recently, one of uh, Biden's advisors. Uh, on the coronavirus task force, uh, something that Biden's accused Trump of never really having, right? Trump can't delegate. He was supposed to do it all his own, uh, everything on his own. Well, they tried to have everybody around him uh, prosecuted, you know, locked up. So they, they, they tried that. They tried having his son's security clearance, uh, son-in-law's security clearance removed. Yeah, they tried that. So the coronavirus task force sends out their advisor who claims that 60% of Americans 65 and older were fully vaccinated. Uh, Well, the number was wrong and more because only 60% had received the first dose. So, you know, stop for a minute because this is a quiz. Stop for a minute and ask your brain, talk to your brain, to see if that distinction I just made was significant or insignificant because that'll tell you who you are or who you're following. Uh, you know, think about your spontaneous emotional response because people I know who are like-minded would say, yeah, uh, that's not the same thing. Uh, it's not a horrible lie, but when you combine that with the other lies and stuff, um, Most people would have an emotional response if they prefer to not even hear about it. Like, don't you dare call out lies. Uh, And and people have a willingness to store that this was either a case of deliberate uh, or inadvertent misinformation. You know, people store that away. Well, just, they won't attach anything to it. So, one thing I've noticed is that something's been becoming more commonplace. Something's being superimposed over the goals and planning that most of us grown-ups know are very effective. And that's this, uh, how people are using the our shared experience as like their guidance, their, their guiding light through their life. And that's like, I think it's leaning towards the whole cognitive learning or cognitive uh, component of learning, of who we are. Uh, and typically, you know, cognition, the cognitive uh, portion of that, was something that we associate with younger, younger individuals, uh, a taught versus learn kind of thing. Um, you know, learning relies on instruction, you know, experimentation, experiences, and in, in times or periods of study. Well, you know, whereas uh, cogn- cognitive uh, learning is more like the senses, experiences, and thoughts. And that's why I thought, well, maybe their shared experiences, kind of like anybody can come up with a higher level of intelligence by using their senses and their thoughts and experiences without any experimentation or instruction or study. And maybe trying to put people on a more equal playing field, right? More level playing field. And then there's always the importance of the narrative. Uh, Early on, during the Obama years, early Obama years, uh, I went back to school as an adult. And I do recall at the time, and one thing I really loved was access to those, uh, you know, databases at the universities. Just, if you like to read, you like to learn, you like to snoop around, that is an awesome experience, having access to those databases. Uh, And I do remember seeing a number of respected social scientists at the time who were asking unanswered questions. And one, one of the ones that intrigued me was they kept asking themselves why Obama's popularity, especially with certain groups, was so high when promises he made to those groups were never met or lacked any action towards those promises or perhaps even lost ground in our society. Uh, some of those uh, social scientists pointed towards uh, inordinate, inordinately positive bulk of online print and news coverage that didn't really include it. never included hard data. So you couldn't really confirm. You had to go by your neighbor saying, what? You don't like what he's doing? You got to be out of your mind. So now we're, we're back to that experience. Well, you better appreciate my experience. Uh, back then, there weren't a lot of people who noticed the shift in the press corps either. I remember catching uh, a couple of articles and maybe look into the composition, the makeup, especially of the White House press corps. Uh, and people back then, it's just like everything else. When you ask about it, you're blasted. as that doesn't mean anything. Don't read into it. There's nothing there, uh, because a lot of the time-tested journalists, you know, investigative people were gone replaced by startup media places the digital content ones uh less credentialed not seasoned at all uh so they delivered our news to us quite differently than what we'd ever had before and maybe some people caught it and maybe some people you know uh, we were swept up in the moment when Obama won his uh 2008 election we were, everybody was swept in the moment and um the optimism seemed to just carry on. So the other thing that I thought was funny was political science now has become more interested in advising their elected officials, our elected officials, um, the people that, you know, they're working for them, but they tell them how they can get away with more in their system that sometimes hasn't given them the authority to do so, to touch those things, like changing election laws. Uh, and and score points by making the adversaries or the political opponents, the rivals, question what they're doing by telling them how they can turn it into something that's perhaps racist or sexist. Um, and here's a question: Have you do you recall the Obama White House double dippers? You know the people I believe there were maybe eight or ten uh, journalists. Who were being brought into the White House, given positions, and never really disclosed that they were double dipping, that they were considered government employees, White House, and they still work for major periodicals. Go look that up. I think there's there's two of them off the top of my head. See if you can see if you can figure that out. So I'm I always I wonder. News reporting's role in these lies, I'm sure they're just handed them because they're too coordinated for them to be spontaneously like, hey, this is just something we're surmising in our various offices. Well, who's handing them to them? And and when did they realize that they could actually do something and have it be impactful and get away with it without anybody really asking, uh, you know, like I said, about those changes? And that was the most radical change in the composition of the bodies that cover D.C. politics. Um, normally, we benefited from the slow-rolling turnover. Well, when these nameless entities got in there, that was very different. And they were given front-row seats to once what was once kind of an invitation-only uh, access. And there's no problem. I don't think there should be a problem with opening things up for greater access. But to open them up for greater access, when typically the whole field was populated by very experienced groups and people, uh, who knew when speeches and policy uh, didn't really line up, they, they they would ask real, real questions, because their questions, if you can put anybody elected on the hot seat, will get better and will get will result in the result in the betterment of the lives of Americans, whether they're marginalized or not. But that's really not what's happening anymore. Um, but they don't know how to tie studies in, that are conducted. We pay for studies. We should benefit from those studies if they're going to take taxpayer money, conduct a study, find out what's best. And these people don't know when the results of the studies and legislative adjustments don't really line up or come together. So the new press arrangement was there to... Uh, kind of and they they diminish the authenticity of whistleblowers and paid out, played on played on any kind of scandals really so you move from them the, the initial release of news fake news real news whatever uh, but there's a whole check fact checking thing fact checking has become very interesting quite quite interesting lately uh, in that we've got Layers and layers of fact-checking each other, checking other people. The my thing is they've been they've been correcting and updating themselves and each other for some time. Why bother with fact-checkers if they don't ever get anything right? You know, uh, I've never really held much respect for them. So, and I think here's the thing: I'd like to talk a little bit about whistleblowers because. You can learn a lot of the tactics and see how America has been abused, because the way whistleblowers have been able to step forward or not step forward is weaponized. Uh, they're either they're either being used to promote something that didn't happen, or they're being being punished to try to expose something that did happen. Uh, and the, all the tricks around them speak volumes. And I kind of did a little bit of look up for this because some of it was a little. Hazy in my memory, uh, America really truly did change under Obama. I mean, at this point in time, all cell providers, media giants, big tech give the CIA and FBI records of everything. They don't even have to ask anymore. Uh, the providers are just—they're—they're they're tired of it. They've given in, so they know everything, right? Uh, they know who people are talking to. It makes—they don't have to go chase somebody down because there was uh, James Rosen and James Risen, I believe, who were targeted journalists. Um, and they were, they had people on the inside trying to get them information about some of the lies. Now, I want to say uh, five of the whistleblowers that were prosecuted under the were try- actually trying to get the truth out about Fast and Furious. So there were five people who were concerned and pissed off enough that they risked what they did. Because uh, when the first story first broke, uh, I remember we were led astray by lying that, these people were committing espionage and national security was at stake uh the attorney general at the time was held in uh, contempt of congress for uh for failing to produce documents after lawfully ordered to do so so there was uh, does anybody recall any tyrannical dictator outcry i don't uh so to pretend like your dirty deeds were national security and that's come out through the whole russia hoax uh they were at They kept saying, we need to protect our sources and methods and all that stuff. That wasn't the case at all. It's never never been proven a single time. Every time it's been to protect a government employee uh, misdeed. So here's one impeachable fact laid bare by that whole shrade, by all of these things. All of these things come up and given reason for Americans to be upset. But after all of this, it kind of disproves something else. Um, there were no white supremacist groups rising up to burn things down. The, you know, the white supremacists are a big problem, big threat, big this and that. There were plenty of reasons for groups to get very, very pissed off. You know, there's a long list of events um, that could have triggered anything. So the other the other nasty trick the uh, the people in the Obama machine did was they were enacting toothless whistleblower protections after they realized people were kind of taking notice uh that was another one of those out, kind of uh out the door things where he left they left the legislation loose enough and toothless to not impact him but then have it be interpreted under judges with a republican president that that's what that was the intent they can go for that they always go for the intent well that wasn't was really written but that's it, the intent or uh if hillary like she was supposed to win had gotten in they could say no, there's really no teeth there. These are just just slight, you know, guidelines. There's no hard fast rule here. So, um, people handed prepared documents by others, pretending to offer a first witness, first person witness type account, aren't really whistleblowers. But they were hoping that whole hey, we're we're here to protect whistleblowers. The Obama put in those laws. We need to protect them. We need to listen. Believe all women. Uh, believe all whistleblowers, even if they're not really whistleblowers. So, and we're kind of going through the same kind of thing uh, between party lines, as it's steamrolling. It's just going right over us with with these sexual assault charges against Governor Andrew Cuomo. Uh, there's no, there's absolutely no. I, there, but is there one person out there maybe saying, "Believe all women now"? That's really not. That's that kind of they kind of buried that one right Uh, but rather than going on and on about telling you things that are obviously wrong or questionably wrong if you know research things yourself Um, I'll tell you what it looks like and suggest some things that would change this Uh, because I've said it before and I'll say it again we're look I think we're living in a pre-planned narrative because there's it's like it's like a imagine a computer, you put a bunch of things in five plus four equals carrot. That's what we're going through with some of uh, when we get the when a story breaks about something, and we're like, oh boy, you can't wiggle out of that one. And then whoop, they wiggled out of it because it was a conspiracy theory or something else. Like bills and policy debates, they come up and glaring defects are pointed out. Uh, Perceptive people are attacked because they're the ones that ask the questions. And and the bills are passed anyways. Here's a perfect example with this whole stimulus, uh, coronavirus stimulus. Ted Cruz had to point out that um, he tried to keep the illegals and convicts in serving time right now from receiving the $1,400 stimulus slash crack payment. Democrats on the Senate floor, I believe it was the Senate floor, the Democrats yelled, one of them yelled, you lie. Okay, um, and here's what's really fun. Fact checkers, here we go. Fact checkers. They waited till after the vote went. It went well for the Marxists to say, "Well, you know what? He was right. He, Ted Cruz was right." Gosh darn it! But it's a little bit late, isn't it? So wh- whoever's running, actually running the federal government, just gets what they want. So we're just there's a script. There's scripts out there. People are reading from them. They're playing their parts. Um, no, I don't think anybody that we see on television with a D or an R by their name and their position, I don't think they're really calling the shots. So I, there's something underneath right now that a plan has to address this and leave it to where nobody can wiggle out. So I promised a way to kind of fix or at least go after this. And one of the best ways that... that Individuals can do this is to earn the respect, or if not the respect, perhaps just the understanding of uh, people who are or are likely uh, for whatever this Marxist government is selling. Uh, I'm talking about ways to prove that what's out there is a, is out of control, and then at some point, kind of like cancel culture, the people who are supporting the liars will become victim one day. It's just a matter of time. They run out of victims. They have to add more victims to the list. It's like, I almost feel like deep state constitu- constituents, the vocal ones, because there's probably, for every one of them, there's probably 100 Americans who really don't care that much. They don't have the ability to get engaged and involved. But I get the feeling that these people were told to completely ignore moderates, conservatives, facts, Constitution, laws, etc., because... There's a way to kind of repay uh, fringe ideologues, uh, who, you know, adherence to this by letting them have their way uh, until the U.S. completely unravels. Uh, there's so much debt stuff. There's things going on with China um, that just aren't really being paid attention. Nobody's paying attention to them. So th- I really think that the politicians, the establishment ones, have become, they've proven themselves to be very capable liars far too often without any punishment. Uh, The unrest, I really still think this, the unrest on January 6th, the Capitol Hill unrest, was punishment for lying to America for years. Because we're we're supposed to have a relationship with our elected leaders, and I really don't think we do anymore. Reaching out to them for things gets nothing done. Voting them, waiting, waiting for their, let them serving their terms and voting them after X number of years uh, of running riot, isn't going to cut it anymore. There, there isn't just call them, write them, phone them. No, people need to start organizing, taking action, uh, and it can't be ignored when they abandon the the whatever list of campaign promises, and whenever they ignore substance of conversations from whatever input they accept, town hall meetings, whatever they have. I'd like to be able to see power removed from them in such a way, when they lie, that we can no longer be ignored. Uh, There's ways we're going to have to come up with with this, and I think I'll work on that in a little bit. Um, There's always the red state, red county secession, because as soon as we split, as soon as we do our own thing, we'll know who's lying, because you won't be able to blame the other person anymore. Uh, so if the federal the government can ignore us, we should be able to ignore whatever the government does as well. Uh, I don't buy the anything you do, anything you say like this is insurrection. Uh, we just went through four years of sedition, of uh, even espionage act. I don't know why. Why would they do that? We'll bring up more on that in a minute. If the Supreme Court Justice James Bosberg let Kevin Kleinsmith get away with providing false information to the FISA court to perpetuate, to make sure they could keep this going, the whole Russia hoax, um, if he let him get away with providing that information and said that he let him do so because the media was berating him so much and that was punishment enough, then I think Donald Trump should get his own state. That's the difference. That's how bad it was. And if this country really had balls, Obama would have been tried with espionage because he went after or went after those whistleblowers trying to tell us about fast and furious uh, look up espionage and what the espionage ask was really supposed to allow empower the government to do Obama failed to enforce valid laws because he disagreed with them now the trick is before you do that you have enough paid protesters demanding their own ma- morality supersedes the law therefore making uh, a president like Obama um, Closer to Jesus Appear closer to Jesus Something like that But at least we know America is sensible enough And the media is sensible enough To never try to actually draw direct perils Like it's the second coming or something Oh wait they did Take care everybody God bless